Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, VSIN, the sports betting network. You heard Brent Musburger. This is Sharp Money. Open up a new week here. Hope you had a nice weekend. We've got week six concluding tonight here in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Going to be rested, of course. Here comes the Cowboys, wounded, kind of at a crossroads offensively with Mike McCarthy. My goodness, and that antiquated offense just refuses to throw the football down the field. Going to be interesting, of course. Kellen Moore used to call the plays there for the Cowboys. They should have kept Kellen Moore. We talked about it incessantly during the offseason. Anywho, it's two with Dallas Lane at 50 and a half on the total. So I botched it a little bit, boys, as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas there, Fremont Street at the D. I got my hours mixed up. Third hour, we're going to have RJ Choppy, 105.3, the fan host in Dallas. Looking forward to that. And Lorenzo Neal, the longtime fullback there with the Chargers, is going to join us coming up in the third hour as well. Mondays, we like to throw, like, love, loathe at you. And I mentioned off the top of mall and big guy. I've got a theme with my like and my loathe this week and their concessions. I have to concede a few. You've got your finger up. So I think that means something, big guy. Recapping the weekend of action with what we liked. All right. All right. All right. What we loved. I had an awesome time. Like I know that you had an awesome time. Okay. I think the entire town knows that you had an awesome time. And what we loathe. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. This is like love and loathe on Sharp Money. Okay. Before we jump in, I want you both to take a look at your like, your love, and your loathe, and tease me a bit because I haven't looked. Is there anything? Amal and Dustin, that stands out about your like, about your love, or your loathe that may surprise me or the Sharp Money audience? Uh, well, if I give you this clue, it'll be a giveaway, dead giveaway. But I would just say this. There's an opportunity for this team to be historically great. And I'm not just talking about like a good season. I'm talking about all time in terms of what they've been able to do on one side of the I ball. I like it. I like it. I guy, you got a tease? Yeah, I'd say I love the misery of obnoxious people and can't stand old people that act like losers. <laughs> Are you talking about your parents again? No, That's not nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> can we just be, can we just take a second? You missed the show on Friday because your parents were in town. Could we be nice about your parents? Your mom came home, made you a bunch of food, meal prep for you. You went shopping. You went to Costco. Like, that's a fun time with your parents. I Enjoy, a, I, enjoy your time with your parents. You have to understand, though, everything with me has like a uh, a, a restrictor plate to, to put it in like a NASCAR term. Like there, I have fun, but there are limits to my fun. I can 
talk to my parents and talk to other people, but there are limits to how far I can go before my brain starts like not operating correctly. And when you watch a Sebastian Maniscalco movie followed by another movie that I would never watch in my life, sometimes you're just like, you know what? I, we live very different lives, me and my parents. That's all. And the women, yeah. at, the, the women, the women that I, I frequent visit, missed me. But don't worry, ladies, I got plenty of singles coming your way this weekend. I would, I would say there's many unspoken ways that you live different lives than your parents. Was your mom super, super impressed with her 38 year old son having 12 TVs you know what, on, she, the, on the wall? She did say there was an exact moment. She said, you know, I thought it was going to be distracting, but it's really not bad at all. Oh, so she was into it. She, I mean, there was games on TV. She didn't understand what was happening in any of them. But uh, yeah, the, I guess the one issue I had is uh, my mom answered a FaceTime in public at dinner. And that sent me over the edge. <laughs> that, that's what did it? Oh, uh, that, that to me is like, it should be a felony to not have headphones on and answer a FaceTime at dinner from my niece and nephew because she missed them. She sees That's me. Nice. Screw my niece and nephew. She sees me three or four times a year. She lives an hour away from them. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what I suggest? Therapy. <laughs> and speaking of therapy, this team has caused a lot of hardship and caused me to do some soul searching in the past. I can't quite put them in. And remember, I'm going concessions, boys. I'm coming to you with hat in hand and making some concessions this week on like, love, and loathe. And I can't quite put this team in the love category. But my like this week is the Detroit Lions at plus 550 to win the NFC. I'm sorry. It's time to concede. I'm going to take the high road because whether they're at home or on the road, this is a five and one football team tied on October 16th for the best record in the NFL. We could start with the defense, a defense which has held its opponent to 20 points or fewer for the fourth time this season. You love to see it. Also held an opponent to under 100 rush yards in the first six games of the year. Would they do yesterday against Tampa, who looked freaking awesome, like a bunch of creamsicles? That jersey combination is awesome. However, they got dusted by the Honolulu blue and silver. They held Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield to two for 12 on third downs and just 4.6 yards per play. It was a great defensive performance and offensively is where it starts to get very interesting because while Jared Goff 353 through the air has been efficient, this maestro named Ben Johnson calling the plays and orchestrating an offense, the way that he just finds a pocket and finds a rhythm, almost like Tchaikovsky, big guy, Swan Lake, look it up, get some sophistication for once in your life. JMO with the bomb. It was an offensive performance that wasn't necessarily overwhelming as they didn't score that much, but it just, it had enough of those elements that we've come to know and love. And I'll give you the example and I'll tell you why all of a sudden I'm starting to turn the corner on Dan Campbell. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Amon Ross St. Brown scored a touchdown and he scored a touchdown because Craig Reynolds, oh, wide receiver, handed out a fat stack of pancakes, <laughs> okay, with a crackbacking pancake block on a defender there for Tampa Bay that allowed Ross St. Brown to catch the edge. That was a fat stack of culture, my <laughs> friends. I didn't like, I loved the Craig Reynolds play there. You like to see it. That's coaching. That's culture. That's the antithesis of Brian Dayball blaming the quarterback for botching something. No, you like to see what Campbell's building chemistry-wise. And as long as he has this maestro and Ben Johnson calling the offense and the defense progressively gets better as they have under his stewardship, it's a team that's legit. The NFL is 32 very mid in basic teams. There's no reason at five and a half to one, the Lions couldn't win the NFC. There's no reason the Honolulu blue and silver couldn't win the Super Bowl right there next to you boys in Las Vegas come February. My like this week concession is the theme. I concede the Lions are legit. They're five and one. Let's freaking Go. Well, Anything? 
First of all, I love your breakdown on the pancake block by Reynolds. I love the way the team reacted. They were more around Reynolds than they were on Amon Ross St. Brown, which is rightfully so. He doesn't even get the first down if Reynolds doesn't make a tremendous block there. What a play that was. I'll take it a step further. You look at this team over the last four weeks, guys. They have won their games by 60 points. But if you look into the numbers, and this is important to me, I, I like to look at games when you see a blowout and what the situation is. Over those first three quarters in the previous four games, they've allowed 30 points. Think about that for a second. They are giving up, on average, two and a half points per quarter in their last 12 first three quarters in their last four opponents. I know it's a little bit confusing because the, Carolina scored 14 points in garbage town, time. They've won every game by at least 14 points over the last four weeks. Six, 20 against the Packers. Packers got an eight, uh, a nine, nine points in the fourth quarter in that game that was already out of hand. Panthers score 14 points in the fourth quarter. Tampa scored six points yesterday. This team has been spectacular in terms of dominating the first three quarters of play, putting the game out of reach. You can score when the game is over, and that's exactly what we saw Green Bay do. That's exactly what we saw Carolina do. This team deserves all the accolades they're getting right now, and rightfully so. And at this point in time, based out of the coaching we've seen out of Nick Sirianni, the inconsistent play out of Jalen Hurts, and Philadelphia's defense without a healthy Jalen Carter having some deficiencies, I think the Detroit Lions have to be the number two option, assuming San Francisco's healthy, in the NFC right now. Well done. The offense, big guys, scored 20 or more points in 15 straight games. That's a franchise record. 20 on the dot down in Tampa against a pretty good defense, so I'll take it. And again, I mentioned the offensive coordinator. Just the pocket he finds as far as rhythm is, is beautiful to watch. They didn't have a run game, yet they still won by two scores yesterday. I see your Lions to win the NFC bet, and I raise you a Jared Goff MVP at 20 to one ticket. Hey, look, they're five and one tied for the best record in the football. He's fifth in the league with 11 touchdowns, just three pickles, 69 and a half percent completion percentage. He has Jamison Williams back in the mix. Now got him back a game early and he made an impact. There's going to be no David Montgomery for a little bit. So that means they'll need to rely on his arm some because Jameer Gibbs isn't ready. And then you look at the upcoming schedule. Ravens are a tough game, but you can throw it all over the Raiders. Then off the bye, you can throw it all over the Chargers and the Packers back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, the uh, Bears and Packers back-to-back -back weeks. The Saints will be tough, but then it's the Bears again, the Broncos, who everyone throws and runs all over, and the Vikings, two out of your three final games. Their season will be over. They already have no secondary. There is a chance that Jared Goff has the numbers, and this team has a good <laughs> enough record that at 20-1, to 1, this is the longest he's going to be from here on out. Can, can I just call okay. out on our show, yes. not to name anybody by name, Mr. Maher, did we really have a Daniel Jones and Jared Goff comparison? Hand up. Hand up. That's me. Me too. Shout to God. Hand to God. <laughs> like, I, there's not... The, I, the fact that if I end up being... If Jared Goff wins the MVP, <laughs> my head is going to explode. But I'll never be more happy to be wrong to Amal Shaw than Jared Goff for MVP. Are you kidding me? That's my like. We're coming back with the balls next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. Oracle.com strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. A lot of Detroit Lion run the board talk during the break. You love to hear it. Uh, also, you love the 2023 NBA betting guide if you're into the association and you want to make some money this year. Basketball season's right around the corner. Up to date previews for all 30 teams in this year's guide, futures, and year long player props. Best bets on player awards like the Rookie of the Year, live betting strategies, plus strategy and advice on building your own NBA betting model from our very own senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VSIN NBA betting guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at slash subscribe. VSIN dot com slash subscribe we got you back here like love loathe we look forward to it every week my like little concession conceding the lions are good they're very good by the way they're 13 to 1 in the market right now at DraftKings. as we say hi i'm patrick maher amal shaw dustin sweetelson i was joking with them all during the break you know it's kind of a yearly pursuit for those on thanksgiving to like turn around and say why did we get subjected to the lions every single year because they've been so moribund and so bad. Well, this year, not only are the Lions good, but arguably they're one of the more exciting teams to watch, right, boys? I just told you they're prolific offense, but you know, this year they're going to be a prohibitive favorite against the Green Bay Packers on Thanksgiving Turkey Day there, Omal. Well, the argument's going to be why are the Packers playing on Thanksgiving? I mean, this is Thank gonna, you. They're going to be a 10-point favorite or more in that matchup. They embarrassed Green Bay at Lambeau earlier this year. Yes, they absolutely did. Okay, my like was the Lions. Next up, like, love, loathe, Amal Shaw. Well, let's go with an offense that's been historically great. I know they put up 70 points against the Denver Broncos. Obviously, that skews a lot of the numbers. But this Miami team, guys, is averaging 37.2 points per game. They are on pace to surpass the second highest scoring team of all time, which is the 2007 uh, New England Patriots. Remember that team that won undefeated? This team right now is on pace to average, or excuse me, score 595 points. That would put them 11 points behind the all-time leader, the 2013 Denver Broncos, who scored 606 points. I have to tell you, I was lukewarm. You know, I, uh, they put up 70 points. Denver was disengaged in that game. They go down 14 nothing in this football game against the Carolina Panthers yesterday. They flip the switch and then score 42 points in the final three quarters of this game. Two has been outstanding. We know how good Tyreek Hill is. Jalen Waddle. They lose Devin A. Chain to injury. No problem. Raheem Mozart, a former Big Ten 60-yard meter indoor track champion, doesn't skip a beat. This team has been so proficient and so effective, despite playing horribly the second half in on the road against Buffalo, they still are in great position to chase down and potentially end up with the number one overall seed in the AFC. I don't think enough people are talking about them from an overall perspective. We know what their offense has been, but their defense doesn't have to be great when you have an offense that's putting up these types of numbers. Will it sustain itself? It remains to be seen. But Tua has been an absolute 
just a superstar at quarterback in terms of what he's been able to do so far this year. A couple of interceptions and some hiccups along the way. But when you look at their statistics in terms of how well this team has performed, two of 14 touchdowns, five INTs, 71% completion rate. Tyreek Hill, guys, we're in week six. He's got 814 yards receiving. I mean, that is an insane number. Insane. I mean, Jalen Waddle, 296 yards receiving. These guys are absolutely putting up staggering numbers. How about Mozart and A-Chain? Right now combined, 889 rush yards for the two running backs. And A-Chain, has, he had one carry in week one. That hurt his average yards per game. And then he didn't play this week. I mean, these guys have been absolutely outstanding. I think until somebody slows down this offense, Miami has to be right up there with Kansas City in terms of your favorites to win the AFC. Love it. Great breakdown. The Dolphins offense, Amal Shaw's like. You mentioned no A-chain. They've got talent just dripping out of their eyeballs. Mostert, it was his show yesterday. You said it, 132 total yards, two touchdowns. And then Tyreek Hill, who's gone over 800 already, 163 yards and the score. And, you know, you framed it nicely. They got off to a terrible start defensively, down 14-0 to the Carolina Panthers, still win by 21 points. So they essentially shut the Panthers down over the final three quarters. It They haven't really, I guess that's some adversity. We talked about it all, Dustin, and I'll let you, I'll let you run with it. Uh, next Sunday is going to be just a tremendous matchup because you've got a pissed-off Philadelphia Eagle team hosting an offense that's electric with Miami. Uh, DraftKings is showing two Miami at Philly next Sunday night, but that is, that's an awesome matchup. 52 on the total. No surprise. It's a nosebleed there, but I think you framed it nicely. This offense, uh, historic numbers and McDaniel seems to know what he, he's a freaking weirdo. Uh, but a weirdo that can draw up an offense. Uh, 505.7 total yards per game. Is that good? Uh, good. 37.1 points per game. If it stays the same, that would be the third best all time. Number two is the 2013 Broncos. Number one is the 1950 Rams. Uh, 181 on the ground, 317 through the air. Mike McDaniel, what impressed you about the win yesterday? I thought this this game was a, a special game for us because, um, you know, fell short of expectations early. And so you learn a lot about your team in, the, in moments like that. And what I saw um, was a team that nobody was giving rah-rah to each other at all. Um, but no one, no one was questioning, um, hey, guys, we got to pick it up, um, insinuating that there was a lack of air, effort they just went and did their jobs the same way I would expect them to do it um, if they were 14-0. And what happened is, uh, you know, the the tide turned a little bit, and we, um, uh, you know, we took advantage of some opportunities. But just the, uh, you never know until you're in that situation what's going to happen with your team. Can can you dudes just drawing up touchdowns and crushing gummies? <laughs> Like <laughs> they didn't even want him as their head coach, right? Weren't they trying? Who were they trying to get before they hired McDaniel? Was it Sean Payton? I just assume everyone was trying to yeah, get it was Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. And also they tried, they wanted maybe Harbaugh. Uh, because yes. Ross is a Michigan it was, oh, guy. It was Harbaugh right, and Brady. They got fined for it and they lost. Oh, the that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. McDaniel falls in their lap and it's just, it, again, that's kind of the Ben Johnson, the Lions kind of offensive flow. You get that when you're watching Miami. A lot of talent, too. Okay. I, Love tell you it. what, if I'm not falling asleep in the third hour, play some Mike McDaniels audio. He, he's funny. He is funny. I think he says, fresh air. he says good things. He just ran. There's a, you have to bring, it's like me. You got to bring it, haul him back in. <laughs> well, speaking of. You, your name is Dustin, and it looks like you're up next. We're like, love, loathe. Let's get to your like. Yeah, I got to give it to a guy that I think all three of us crushed over the last few weeks, but Robert Sala, it felt like this thing could have gotten away from him and the Jets really quickly with Rodgers going down and the way Zach Wilson looked early on, but he's kept the vibe upbeat. He's kept things positive as a, a leader of the locker room. Despite the offense struggling, there's no strain between the offense and the defense. Everyone's kind of accepting this is their reality and what they need to do to win games. 
And yesterday was another example of it. They went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and lost. And then yesterday they go they go ahead and they beat the Eagles, which is a massive win considering you're playing Zach Wilson at quarterback. You, you will never have the quarterback advantage unless you're playing the Patriots with Zach Wilson at quarterback. And I think the defense has been awesome. But yesterday... They did it without four cornerbacks. They did it without Sauce Gardner. There's guys in the lineup I've never heard of. I had to write this guy's name down because he's Bryce Huff. Who is Bryce Huff? Apparently he went to Memphis. He's had sacks in back-to-back games, and he looks like an impact defensive player. I think Robert Sala deserves a lot of credit for just how that locker room seems to be reacting and handling losing Rodgers because this could have been an ugly spiral. To that point, Lakin Tomlinson, Linemen for the Jets, you just beat the Eagles. What are you doing this week? All I can say is donuts on me all week. Donuts on me all week. So you come in tomorrow, there's going to be donuts. What about Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday, donuts. Wednesday, (laughs) donuts. Thursday, donuts. Friday, donuts. Saturday, donuts. Sunday, donuts. And then probably Monday, donuts when we come back. So... (laughs) Just the vibes feel right. That (laughs) That was Lake and Tomlinson. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. I'm right there with you. I kind of that NFL films thing that they leaked of or put out last year of Salah seemed a little bit too rah rah for me. You know, four and 13 is rookie year. That's not his fault. Seven and 10 last year, not necessarily his fault. Three and three under adverse conditions this year, big guy. I think they might have a head coach. You know, he's just 44 years old. The only thing he loves more than defense and winning football games is his wife. You know why I say that? Got a lot of kids. He has five sons and two daughters, (laughs) seven children by the age of 44. He loves his wife. You know what? You know what he hates? CBS. You know what I mean? He, well, he's That's done deception. it. He's done it seven more times than I have recently. I can tell you that. <laughs> he loves the Jets, but he loves his wife. <laughs> uh, seven kids. My goodness. Throw the brakes. Um, good one. Anything on uh, Sala there, Amal? I, I think he deserves credit. He has put kept this team together. They're three and three. And look, they're going to be dangerous. Seven kids? Do you genuinely remember their names? (laughs) This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see the changes and all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits page for every game at vcin.com. Speaking of games, we're going to get into just about seven minutes away from first pitch, Texas, Houston, ALCS game two, Texas with a two Oh winner last night. We'll get to that with Evaldi and Valdez on the bump, like love loathe. As we continue, I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson there at the D we got the great crew in the closet there at the D Liz, our, esteemed engineer Reggie, who was just bragging during the break, you know, everybody knows Reggie went to St. Joseph's in Indiana, but he was flexing that Robert Salah went to Marquette. So he went to Northern Michigan. Apparently Reggie just owned him every time they played. So again, he may be the head coach of the jets, but he got pwned by our very own Reggie. I want to make that very clear. (laughs) Okay. And Reggie, I don't think now, that would be a question. Can Re- We'll ask Reggie, who has more kids, Sala or Reggie? I hope, Reggie, please don't have more than seven children, please. <laughs> um, you've got, he's got you by five? Okay, two. <laughs> let's put the brakes over there, too, Reggie, okay? You know what I'm saying? Two's enough, okay? <laughs> like, gee, <laughs> two? <laughs> who has one? And he's like, yeah, let's do this again. Um <laughs> I mean, it's just such a pain in the ass. Uh, anywho, 
<laughs> says a depressed 45 year old male that has no kids. <laughs> Let's go. Rangers, Astros. Uh, all kidding. Reggie and the Dude, crew. My jaw is hurting. Job. I'm so hard. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do this. Um, Rangers up one nothing. Game two. Okay, boys. Evaldi and Valdez. You know, it's fascinating because Montgomery and Verlander were both great yesterday, but Montgomery goes deep enough where he didn't really expose that bullpen. I think if you're looking at one liability, Amal and Dustin, it would be in this series that Rangers bullpen. Pen, which we discussed on Friday, but you know, of all these been lights out in the postseason, five runs or less in five innings of work. Excuse me. He has been a guy that had health concerns during the regular season. Didn't necessarily perform well late season, but has been lights out in the postseason. And I mentioned five runs or less, uh, no five runs and less than five runs of work for Valdez. So I'm comparing the two of them because you would think just looking at the names, I'll give an edge to Valdez Amal, but He's been a roller coaster this year. A dollar twenty on Valdez at home and eight and a half on the total. Yeah, you're right. Valdez has not been the same pitcher he was in the 21 and 22 seasons. That's where the concern lies for me right now from a Houston perspective. Uh, you look at the bullpen. Araldis Chapman's been great. I think he's got four and four and a third innings pitched or so, no earned runs. Uh, Leclerc has given uh, pitched six innings and has given up just a one earned run. They've been done a very good job so far. By the way, the guy we want to be right now is Jordan Montgomery going into free agency. This guy's been outstanding. We saw what he did in game one. Excuse me. You mentioned Evaldi. 13 innings plus pitched in the postseason. Has given up uh, just a two earned runs so far. Has done a really nice job. I think when you look at this Rangers team, if they can get a deep outing from Evaldi, and when I say deep, I'm not talking seven innings. Just if he can get you six complete, I think this team's in a great position the way Chapman and Leclerc have pitched on the back end of it and then get that timely hitting. Yesterday, a great job by Montgomery of working around the bases loaded jam with Martin Maldonado at the plate. Gets out of it. You know, he scattered five hits through four innings, but did a nice job of working out of some difficulty. Kind of a Blake Snell type of situation. And Dustin, to me, when I look at this game, I'm giving it a Rangers perspective. But I think, guys, they're in a great position to be able to win. I am more confident in their offense right now than I am in the Houston Astros offense, even though on paper the Astros probably still have a better offense. Yeah, I mean, Valdez isn't really the same guy he was in the first half of the season this year. Really tailed off at the end. He's not quite as dominant as he's been. Evaldi, Evaldi's becoming one of the better postseason pitchers we've seen over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Uh, 2.70 postseason ERA. He was there with Boston, won a World Series there. He's been through this before. And his veteran leadership is needed in moments like this to take control of this series at Houston. Uh, Houston, by the way, not great at home this year. Yeah. 39 and 42. Under 500 for what you'd expect to be, especially when that roof is closed, to be a, a, a home field advantage because it does get loud in there. But they have not been great at home this year. I'm very interested in the Rangers at plus 110, but I think eight and a half feels a little Under. bit too high for me right now. Under, right? I was thinking the same thing. Either I'm like, first either five, team's going to explode. Either first five or full game. I don't know which one I like better right now. I I don't disagree with you, either of your guys' assertion of playing the under eight and a half here. It's a little bit higher number than I would have anticipated with these two guys in the bump. I thought it would have been an eight flat. But isn't there a little bit of a factor that, and you mentioned Evaldi, how well he's done in the postseason, but if Framber he struggled in two of his last three starts, one being in the postseason. If he's got a bit of a hiccup, guys, I'm concerned that Texas, with their firepower, is very capable of putting up a couple of crooked numbers against him. That's fair. I, I think I, 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 if I'm going to give an advantage, if, you know, let's just say Avaldi and Valdez both give you four, I'd have to go Astros as an advantage. Is the bullpen, obviously, so yeah. the $1.20 on them at home doesn't surprise. Dustin mentioned they haven't been great at home this year. On the safe side, I thought eight was the number on the total, so I'm getting a half a run. I'll go under this total. Yeah, I mean, look, lifetime against the Rangers. Evaldi has a 2.90 ERA, 16 starts, uh, seven and five record, 83 innings. Like he's been good in his lifetime versus it. I know I pointed out he hasn't been great in the second half this year, uh, and and as Mal said, he's not been good his last two outings. But this is kind of where Framber's, this is where, where he's paid to be. He's paid to be a postseason performer. He's done it for them time and time again. He pitched like an ace a year ago. I could see him stepping up in this spot and the bats quieting down a little bit. So the under just makes sense to me tonight or today. Okay. 
That's just about 30 seconds away. So get your bets in. Rangers, Astros, ALCS game two, the battle for Texas. Okay. Like, love, loathe. You guys ready to get back into it here on Sharp Money? Uh, I'm up next (laughs) with my love. And my love is pretty simple because it's a show thing, right? Who day? The Bengals, 40 to 1 free roll. Shout to Bill AD. My love is the golden calf of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I was beyond impressed just at the mobility and how he commanded Burrow, the offense, early. 24 of 35, 185, two touchdowns. The numbers aren't going to overwhelm you. He did have a pick. But again, the key to our 40 to one ticket on the Bengals is the quarterback. And I thought the quarterback started to look very good again. It was a gross second half performance for the Bengals offense, to be fair. But what really kind of buoyed my expectations or maybe my uh, probability suggestions is what they can do moving forward would be the defense. Hubbard and Hendrickson were freaking ridiculous and I can't count the amount of defenders that had multiple pressures on Geno Smith in this game. I think they had 20 total pressures altogether in the game. Again, Seattle dropped 37 points against Detroit. Okay. 37 points against not a terrible Carolina defense. And then, Obviously struggled yesterday, what, 13 points against this Bengals defense that's been much maligned this year. I I was very impressed. One of five, they held Seattle. And yeah, Geno wasn't good, but they held Seattle to one of five in the red zone. This is what we're starting to, there's two components here. One, the calf of Burrow for our 41 ticket. And two, a defense that started pitifully, slowly starting to get better, kind of like a la what the Kansas City Chiefs have done and their Super Bowl runs where they start off poorly defensively and get better as the year progresses. That's all we're looking for with the Bengals at three and three right now. They go into a bye, come out of the bye with Buffalo and San Francisco. Buffalo just lost to the Jags, should have lost to the Giants, and San Francisco just got beat by P.J. Walker. I'm not scared. Who day? Let's go Bengals, boys. I love your take on the defense. I object on the offense. This team really struggled outside the first two drives of this football game. That, that was really the kind of hiccup for me when I look at them. It was they, gross it, it, the in nine, the second half. Yeah, absolutely. In nine possessions... This team winds up with less than 100 yards. And I'm really concerned about Joe Burrow's calf. I was sitting there thinking about our 40 to 1 ticket, and I said, if he's not healthy, we're in some serious trouble. You're shaking your head, which no. we got it. This is all we needed. We just needed a win before the bye. That's now fine. he has a get right spot. He can get better over the next week. He'll be at his best he's, he's been in months. Remember, he hurt that during camp. He hasn't had a chance to rest yet. Let him finally rest. Take the week off. We're 500 at the bye. The schedule's kind of tough. I'm concerned about that out of the bye. But there's a three-game stretch in December where they have Indianapolis, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh. That's three wins right there. We just need to pick up a few more along the way and get into the playoffs because this is a team that in the playoffs can go shot for shot with anyone. We needed that win before the bye. That's all we needed. We all agree Detroit right now. The Lions could be the best team of football coming out of week six. Yes. They got beat at home by Seattle. The Bengals were in a very tricky spot at home against Seattle and did what they needed to do. Like you said, big guy, they're three and three going into the bye. 40 to one. We'll take it. We're coming back. Like love low. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a Chill Mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on Chill Mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings right now, bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code SHARP. Download the DraftKings app. Remember, every day, an opportunity, a no-sweat, same-game parlay. Make sure you check it out right now over at DraftKings. Download the app. DraftKings, the crown is yours. It's the Astros crown right now in Houston as Framber Valdez. My goodness, boys, what's happening? I know you have the game on there. I'm Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. Like, love, loathe. Plenty to do. Monday Night Football with the Dallas Cowboys in town to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, but a hot start, boys, for the Rangers. What happened here? Yeah, right now, Framber's only thrown eight pitches, and uh, the Rangers have come out swinging the bat. It's not going well. Yeah. uh, (laughs) First was a Simeon single up the middle off of Pena's glove, then a little uh, bloop by Corey Seager, and then a ball that got hit about 40 feet, and then Framber throws it up the first baseline, so runners from first and third uh, end up one scores, and then Garcia with a single the other way. And so right now, 2 nothing runners on first and third, nobody out for the Texas Rangers in the top of the first. Chance for this to get ugly quickly for Valdez and the Astros if they have to dip into that bullpen in the first inning. Not, not a great look for the defending champs already down in an 0-1 hole in that series. Okay. Let's get to it. Of course, you've got the Diamondbacks and Phillies opening up the NLCS game one tonight, 507 in Philly Pacific time, East Coast time, 807 first pitch. Of course, you've got right now, as far as the matchup, Zach Gallen and Zach Wheeler. I'll give you the numbers and then we'll move on to Amal Shaw's love for the day. Like love, loathe on Mondays here, sharp money, Arizona at Philly. Philly's a dollar 66 favorite at DraftKings seven, a low one on the total. We're showing seven and a half. DraftKings is showing a seven on the dot. Okay, let's go. I went Bengals just because it's kind of the team. We've got a lateral bit going with our 40 to one ticket on the Bengals with our free roll. So that's my love of the week going to the buy at three and three. Amal Shaw, you're up next. Your love. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns defense. This team has been elite. You talked about it at the start of the show in terms of how well they performed against the San Francisco 49ers holding the Niners, I believe, to 215 total yards. This guy, these guys have given up just over a thousand yards this season. I think a total of a thousand and two yards on the season. I mean, the next closest team is the Baltimore Ravens right now at 260 yards per game. The Browns are giving up 200 yards uh, per game. What an improvement compared to the next uh, closest competition. This team has been outstanding in terms of what they've been able to do defensively. It reminds me a little bit of what the Jets were last year. A great defensive team and putting their defense in a pos- and their team in a position to be able to win games. More importantly, though. This offense has not been consistent. If they can show some consistency, this is a team that is not even giving up 16 points per game. I mean, on the season, they've given up 77 points in five games. A tremendous job by the Cleveland Browns. They continue to play well and afford this team an opportunity to be able to win football games. Guys, I think they're a real threat in the AFC North. Cincinnati, I have some concerns with the Burrow injury. A little bit of inconsistency from the Baltimore Ravens, but 
this division, you look at it, it's going to be competitive. We thought, uh, and I think all three of us were on board with this, this was probably going to be the best division in the National Football League. I, I'm not going to change my mind on that from what I've seen in the first five to six weeks of the season. I think it's still an accurate statement. Yeah, I, the Browns defense is a great one for love this week because we kind of talked about it at the top, uh, Amal and Dustin. I, I thought Purdy for the first time looked indecisive and inaccurate, and a lot of that had to do with the Browns defense causing them to do so. The constant pressure, it's a very good secondary. Obviously, the linebackers are good. I that They, they are right now, you kind of wonder and you feel badly for Browns fans because of the Nick Chubb injury. However, you know, they ran the football well with Jerome Ford. Uh, if Deshaun Watson comes back, that is a question right now, TBD on the quarterback for the Browns. But the defense has been absolutely exceptional. Yeah, only the 70 Vikings and the 71 Baltimore Colts allowed fewer yards through this many games as the Cleveland Browns have this year. Bubba Smith was on the Baltimore well, Colts. The, the, part of the reason is because they were all running Mike McCarthy's game plan back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike just, McCarthy thought it was progressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just they're they're ridiculous, and the fact that the offense is giving them nothing makes it even that much more impressive. Kevin Stefanski after the game talked about uh, winning that game against San Francisco with a lot working against them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's football, Mary Kay. I don't pay much attention to what the outside feels about a game. And, you know, I'm aware of the, the lines. I'm aware of whether we're a favorite or an underdog, those type of things. Um, but I know the team we have. Uh, I, I felt good about this one. Uh, you know, I'm pessimistic by nature. Or excuse me, I'm optimistic by nature, but I felt good about this one. Um, and, you know, you just, again, like I told the team all week, we're, we're, we're not perfect. Uh, we're we're going to, but we're going to fight like crazy. And I thought they did today. Okay. Good quote from the Cleveland Browns head coach to you know, kind of weird, a, a, a great start kind of inauspicious the last couple of years. And then now making something out of nothing with PJ Walker at the helm against, you know, 49ers team that was three and a half to one going into the game to win a championship. So tremendous. Yeah, I mean, look, is I think Stefanski's offense, when he has the right pieces, can look good. My question is, how good would this team look? Let's say Deshaun Watson's out for the year, and Kirk Cousins is available and reunited with Kevin Stefanski. Well, he's not going to waive his no trade clause because I think he already turned it down. But guys, I'm going to tell you, they miss Nick Chubb too much. Otherwise, if Nick Chubb is there, I would have three teams in the AFC right now: the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. You can trade for a running back. There should be. They should trade for Derrick Henry. They should trade for whoever's on the block at the trade deadline. None of these guys are Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, Chubb is. Uh, it, Henry, Henry, that's a good point, big guy. I'd be curious to see what the Titans start to do. They don't have a quarterback on their <laughs> roster moving for moving forward, and they use a ton of capital. Tannehill, his contract expires. He's thirty five years old, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Titans. We can talk about what happened to them in London. I thought Baltimore and Lamar very good. Now. It's time for your love, big guy, as we close out our number two. Let's go. Yeah, you might look at my love and think it's weird because my love is the New England Patriots. But the thing is, I love it because I hate them. And I don't hate <laughs> them. I hate front runners. I hate all the Dallas Cowboys fans who I grew up with in the 90s who lived 45 minutes from Giant Stadium and wore Emmett Smith jerseys to school. Now, the next generation kind of after us was Patriots fans. And there's a long line of these young kids who grew up in New England who only know a world where the Boston Red Sox win a World Series every few years. And every single year, you can count on the Patriots to make a deep run and contend for the Super Bowl. But Tom Brady's gone now. And Bill Belichick's lost his magic touch. And the only thing left in the cupboard is a burnt and broken Mac Jones who is a absolutely beyond repair at this point. This was Mac Jones after the game yesterday being asked... Uh, what's the team doing to find their identity in offense? Yeah, it's always a, a thing that you want to establish in the offseason. And, and we've talked about it, but it's just been been not good. Um, and then starts with me as a quarterback. And, you know, as a, as a football team, you want to be aggressive. You want to be able to run the ball and, and all that stuff. And we take a lot of pride in that. And we just haven't been able to do it as well as we want. So, like I said, definitely going to look at the process and see you know where I can get better to get better results um, I know we're all working really hard we all really care for each other and we have a good group of guys so I know it's frustrating for everybody and we're the most frustrated there can be so um, you know just got to watch the film with truthful eyes that's what I always say
it can't be fixed. It's over. Mac Jones has been beaten down too much by Bill Belichick as his head coach, the donkey donks that were his coordinators a year ago. Oh. Now Bill O'Brien coming in, who was an OG donk and now is like a, a sequel donk back for part two. I'm loving the Patriots thinking. I'm here for all of it. I can't wait to see them somehow lose out on a top two pick somehow and not get Caleb Williams or Drake May. By the way, guys, watching that video, didn't it look like he was about to cry? He looks like he's going to cry every week. He's been he's a broken kid. He's a poor kid. I feel so bad for him. I don't know who dropped it, but he had a he had a freaking great Parker. throw late. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Dude, Put it, it was, right on his it hands. Was, it was one of the better throws I've seen in a long time. It really was a great throw. Mac, Mac Jones ain't any good, but the, the team around him is terrible. No, it he's was the awful. worst offensive line of football outside of the Giants. No skill outside. A head coach that is just but so grumpy. This is why Brady he left. Makes Kyle Sh- he makes Kyle Shanahan look like pro- some sort of uh, like alien. It's just, and you know, you talked about it at the beginning as far as, you know, our whole network is littered with cowboy fans because they grew up with obviously the nineties cowboys. I I mentioned my friend Ardene, who is, she grew up with the dominance of the Patriots. She she's from Glendale, not Glendale, Massachusetts, (laughs) Glendale, California. Okay. So pretty close, but that is, that's, that's how dominant this this team has been for so long that they've just been in our lives for 20 years. A couple, couple things. I, one thing I'm glad I don't find as many Pats fans as I do Cowboys fans everywhere. However, I never felt like anybody in New England was a, outside of the Red Sox and the Celtics, a fan of the Pats ever until they started winning. Yeah. Cause they're the most annoying people who don't ever shut up. So you don't hear the end of it when things are going good. But at least they have very calm and soothing accents. <laughs> the worst playing. accent. The worst oh, accent. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a wicked bad oh. football team. Oh, terrible. RJ Choppy, the fan in Dallas. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.